The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Come back! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenci. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people at Boston, and everybody else in between. We're breaking it down. The Twisted Tuesday. we got a full house here this evening. Steve Merrill will bat lead off and kick it with us. We've got Andrew McKinnis throwing it down with us. we got collegebasketballnews.com's Chris Monter throwing it down as well. Countdown to tip-off is on Sweet 16, but we had a full slate of college basketball tonight and a wild night of college basketball tonight. Uh, March Madness isn't just the NCAA tournament. Well, I guess it is since they have that uh, copywritten, right? Uh, but put it this way, the NIT, crazy. Cra- like Just crazy endings. Both games were absolutely insane endings uh, tonight in the NIT. Uh, we had, uh, what, CBI, CIT, TBC, man, I don't know, Las Vegas, Miami, CSI, and everything else in between. It's hard to keep up. Speaking of Miami. Masvidal, last night we had the breaking news. Colby Covington, of course, beat Masvidal in the octagon rather easily. Masvidal, um, the reports are, and we'll give credit to the uh, the Andy Slater dude, because if not, he's going to come at us on Twitter like he did at TMZ. Um, and we can get to that after, actually. Settle down, Andy. Uh, you didn't have video. They did. That's the difference. If you're going to start paying people 500 bucks a day to hang outside of restaurants and stuff, you'll get video. <laughs> So, um, so the, the word is right now, and basically the police, this is the police report and everything. So the word is that basically uh, Masvidal sucker punched him. Masvidal rolled up to him wearing a hood and a mask. <laughs> now, I don't think he didn't follow him there. I think they happened to be in the same restaurant. Covington came out of the restaurant, and Masvidal knew that Covington was about to come out. And had a hood on and had a mask and hit him, I guess, in the in the eye area and strong enough in the mouth area that he broke one of his tooth. And uh, he also um, had abrasions on his wrist after Covington did. I guess trying to block, you know, block, block the punches. <laughs> Man, that's pretty serious. Eh? Like when, when Masvidal punches you in the mouth, like you got like tooth. Like, if Covington lost, like, a part of a tooth, then all, I'm losing all of my teeth. I would have a swallow, my jaw be broken. So we got a poll question up. We encourage you to answer. Um, it's at Sports Rage. What is worse, Masvidal losing in a cage and sucker punching Colby Covington outside of a steakhouse or Colby calling the cops and pressing charges? Masvidal out of line? Snitches get stitches are the options. I shouldn't have I shouldn't have worded that snitches get stitches because everyone's just gonna want to you know respond to that. 
But it's an interesting question. I actually, like, I, you know what I mean? I know there's a lot going on in the sports world right now, but I, I do I do find it to be an interesting question and debate as far as, like, mixed martial arts and everything. Like, part of me, part like this, you know what I mean? Like, GSP wouldn't do something like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, part of me thinks, like, listen, you had a chance to fight the guy in the octagon. You talked a lot of smack, and he beat you. You got to deal with it. And the other part of me is like, man, Covington runs his mouth a lot, so don't be surprised if you get punched in the mouth. The late night anger management class, this is sports rage. All hell breaking loose. Masvidal, sucker punching Covington outside of a steakhouse in Miami, and now we find out from a uh, throwdown in Las Vegas from December that Chael Sonnen, uh, Chael Sonnen uh, could be in some serious trouble uh, right now. Not quite, uh, you know, Cain Velasquez, but all these stories from the, the UFC and mixed martial artists uh, getting arrested for fighting and doing stupid things, kind of, you know, we, we, the, the light should be shone on Cain Velasquez and the free Cain Velasquez. All right, Cain Velasquez is actually getting screwed over here, even though he did fire a gun into a crowded car. Um, he, you know, it's, it's a different story. So now, yeah, former UFC fighter Chael Sonnen being charged with 11 counts of battery over a December incident in Las Vegas. I don't know, like, this, like what, what the hell happened here? Like, he went, like, full, he went out, like, full, like, Van Damme style here from the police report. Like, he basically took, like, five or six people out at once. Or at least that's, that's the allegations. Um... Including six people were attacked by Sonnen in one sort of fight. He's accused of strangulation. Uh, the complaint states that Sonnen uh, also allegedly used uh, force and violence upon a woman by punching and striking her. By strangling another man. Uh, he allegedly punched the first man. According to the complaint, he punched the first man, punched and kicked the second man, punched a third man in the face. Punched and kneed a fourth man, struck a fifth man with his elbow, strangled a sixth man, and then struck a woman in the melee. So we don't know the details of this. Maybe he got attacked by six or seven people as well. But what we do know is that Chel Sonnen better get an attorney. That's one thing that we do know. We know that Steve Merrill hasn't attacked six people in Las Vegas. That we know of. <laughs> that we know of, uh, at least lately. Uh, Steve Merrill will step up and then we'll break it down. We'll get into some basketball with Steve Merrill. Chris Monter, College Basketball News, will kick it with us. It's a wild night of college basketball tonight in the NIT, man. Don't you know, don't think that these kids don't care and the, the programs and, and the fans don't care. It was electric. Electric. Xavier nearly gave it away to Vandy late. And Virginia did give it away late to St. Bonaventure. St. Bonaventure's going to the world's most famous arena. Madison Square Garden, oh, I mean, uh, Trey Garden, uh, the Trey Gardens, Trey Young. This is Portrait. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. 
all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. Whoa, yeah! That's right, a Twisted Tuesday, the quickest 180 minutes of sports talk radio. Let's do this. We got a, a full house here. McKinnis is back from Vegas, and it looks like he had a great time. Steve Merrill uh, throwing it down uh, with us. Uh, we've got Chris Monter, collegebasketballnews.com. We'll kick it with us as well. So we got a full house here this evening. I uh, fired off the poll question to you. We encourage you to uh, to participate. I want to get your opinion. Because I think, you know, there's, like I said, there's two sides to this. There's two sides to this. And I think this, you know, you sort of have to be an MMA fan to understand. If you're just a casual person, you're going to say, well, listen, Covington shouldn't have called the cops. Right? Yeah, he, right and remember, he called the cops on Verdum in Brazil. Um, he got security on Usman. So Covington is known for saying things and then hiding behind security on the street. In a cage, he'll kick your ass for the most part. He can't beat Usman, but he can beat anybody else, it seems. So, um, you know, it is unprofessional. Like, you know what I mean? You fought the guy man-to-man in a cage. You lost. Yeah, he said things about your family. You know what I mean? There was a lot of smack talk. And then you sucker punch the guy outside a steakhouse. But then the guy calls the cops. And like I said, listen, if you're going to run your mouth all the time, then you sort of have to expect that you're going to get punched in it every now and then and not call the cops and say, well, you know what? My whole persona is running my mouth and stuff. And I did get punched in the mouth, but I did make a lot of money and I did win the fight in the cage. Right? Like if Covington could just say, you know, he could just tweet out, say, bro, whatever, bro. Said, you need to sucker punch me. You didn't even hurt me. I beat you in the cage. Suck it. He could just, you know, he could get back at him online and stuff. But calling the cops, he loses some street cred, I'll tell you that. You want to be the king of Miami, you ain't calling the cops. All right. So I answered a poll question. So far, uh, Masvidal out of line, 38%. Snitches get stitches, 62%. Let's bring in uh, Steve Merrill. Uh, right now, talk some uh, college basketball. Mr. Merrill, always a pleasure. How you doing, Steve? Hey, Gabe, doing well, man. So, uh, Steve, uh, another crazy night. Another crazy night on the hardwood. People think, oh, it's just a sweet 16, man. Nope, nope, nope. And my favorite team, besides the Michigan Wolverines in the country, I think I'm going to buy a jacket, Steve. Maybe a hat, ja- jacket. Seahawks. Seahawks. Uh, no, no, Blue Raiders. Even though the Seahawks yeah, got yeah, it done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See, uh, see, well, I tell you what, the Seahawks are right there. Seahawks are right there, actually. Uh, and in fact, they're all on the list here. But Middle Tennessee State do it again, twenty-six seven and one against the spread now on the season. They win the game outright, and it's just a gift that they keep playing. It's like you know what I mean. When they played their last game, I was like, oh, this is that's a shame. Like you know what I mean. And now they're back. And I'm like, this is awesome. And they keep covering. They keep they keep winning easily. Right, so they keep covering, they keep winning, and yes, I told you before the game, Steve. You know, NC Wilmington, I was on them, and they keep covering. Lucky or not, they're still playing basketball, and they win the game tonight. Yeah, normally I would have said Middle Tennessee because they're the best point spread team in the country, but I knew you were on Wilmington tonight, so uh, yeah, the two. Oh, I was on the both teams in the country. <laughs> well, they just keep. What's funny though, Gabe, is neither one makes the NCAA tournament, right? But they're both still winning, like you said, and they're still alive. How about this, though? You look at the list, and even this surprised me. The sixth most profitable team in the country this year was also the most underseeded team in the NCAA tournament. The Houston Cougars, 24 
and 12 against the spread after yeah. making the final four last year. That's remarkable to me. And how about St. Peter's? If people think, oh, it's some big miracle and fluke and stuff, how about St. Peter's yeah. being 22-9 and nine ATS? Second-best spread record in the country after Middle Tennessee. They've 71%. come on. Yeah, they've, they've, a great point. They've come on. We should almost have – that, that should be the real tournament. Forget about the March Madness and the, the NIT and the CBI and all this crap. The ATS. It's a great idea. It's the ATS no, I'm tournament. Looking at the – Talk at the top top sixteen teams that are top sixteen teams ATS invited to the tournament. It'd be awesome. I'm, I'm looking at like the top twenty spread teams are all like sixty three percent or better, and Norfolk State is like right at sixty three percent. Longwood is at sixty six. Houston and like you said, St. Peter's. I think those are the only tournament teams just from like scanning this real quick that's in the top twenty, which is pretty interesting as well. I think it shows though. That I think, you know, specifically, so listen, Middle Tennessee State, keep doing it, guys. You can ride it. We've been talking about it. This, I swear to God, Steve, Cam never bets them. It's been two months. Like I told them, I was like, you know, they're like 14 and one against the spread, whatever. <laughs> and he goes, no, I missed the streak. I missed the streak. He didn't bet him again tonight. He goes, I'm too late. I'm too late for the streak. So it's not a streak. It's just reality. It just it is what it is. They, they, this team just keeps winning. Um, I think they play again tomorrow. I don't know. They got a crazy-ass schedule in this stuff. What's the deal with this? They playing again tomorrow? Yeah, it's relentless. They are. Is it the championship? Well, they played three straight tonight because I was looking at that Wilmington, North Colorado. They're playing Wilmington tomorrow. It's Middle Tennessee State versus Wilmington. Four and four days in Daytona on a neutral course. It's the fourth game in four nights. They're not messing around down there. (laughs) <laughs> no, like I said, they got a car show this weekend in the convention center or something, Steve. <laughs> it's the Daytona Beach Convention Center. I think it's the final tomorrow. It is the final. Yeah, tonight was the semis. It is. So this is the final. This is one game, too, right? Yeah, I'm looking now like, I'm like, all right. I think play. so, yeah. The CBI, you're actually, that's a good point, Gabe. They used to do, the, isn't the CBI, or maybe it was the CIT that did the best of three. But, know, yeah, the CBI yeah. is all neutral court this year. So they're not messing around. They're getting it done in four days. It's pretty efficient. Most efficient postseason tournament in history. They're nut jobs. They're rolling these kids out every every day. All right, gotta, let's go again. The only people paying attention are people like me that are betting on it. Uh well, I got to tell you, Steve, this is it. Middle Tennessee State versus Wilmington. Uh, it's like uh, two relatives, two of our buddies going head-to-head here. Uh, two teams uh, we've discussed a lot on the show. How about it? The Colonial repping, Steve, all the way to the finals. A little feather, feather in the cap if they could pull it off, huh, the CBI? Yeah, I mean, four, the two teams are combined 47-18 and 18 against the spread this year. Just Jeez, remarkable. 47. Um, the winning is it's amazing. 47. Forget about <laughs> UCLA and North Carolina. That's where the money's at. Here's what's pretty cool, Gabe. I'm looking. You can also rank it by ATS cover margin, and Middle Tennessee is also number one in that. They've covered by over five points. Actually, they're number two, 5.2 points a game. Towson, another CA team, 21 and 12, but they've covered it 5.3 points more than any team in the nation. And Houston, once again, is fourth. They've covered it 4.4. So that's something I think it's even more telling is when teams are covering by margin, because that means they're not yeah. even close to catching up, and it's not just you know, some random one baskets here or there. Almost all those other teams, like Wilmington, they're all like plus two. You know, It's like one basket, give or take, and that's why they've been a very lucky team as well. Not well, even St. Peter's at, uh, at plus 3.7 is pretty impressive. Right. To me, like for St. Peter's and Houston, what it shows, though, not a surprise, Steve, right? You talk about it. They play a slower tempo. They don't turn the ball over. 
And it just shows, like, if you're covering all these point spreads all the time and then you look at the margin of the, the ATS margin as well, it just goes show. They're either winning or they're in every game that they play, essentially. Yeah, and the thing about Houston, too, is they're winning their games outright by almost 17 points a game. So to be 24-12 and 12 when you're heavy chalk, basically. Yeah, that's very, very impressive. Slow. Well, and they play a slow half-court style. They're one of the slowest teams in the country. You know, that's what's even more remarkable. They don't put up like 100 points. So that transitions to the Arizona game. You know, Ken Palm now has them number two, Gabe, and Arizona's number three. So you got a five seed against a one seed is now second in the country in the Ken Palm rankings. Going back to what I said earlier about them being vastly underseated. Okay, but we can talk about the rankings and stuff. And Ken Palm doesn't like Providence, but they're still playing, right? Um, no, no, I know. I don't. No, yeah, no, I'm not calling point. you out for it, but you know no, what I'm saying? I, I, I thought of that earlier. The two luckiest teams in the country are still playing, Providence and Wilmington. <laughs> I did think of that earlier when we were coming on. So-called luck, says Ken Palm. Yeah. So, says Ken Palm. Um, now, I, you know what? Listen, I think Middle Tennessee State are going to be Wilmington. I think, I think they're going to be Wilmington. I think they're just better. I mean, they're bigger, they're stronger, they're faster. I think they, they close the deal out. I don't see it. Let me get a number for this. See if they, they posted an overnight number. Who you got, Steve? Wilmington, Middle Tennessee. Let's just say it's a pick 'em. Let's just say, let's say over. I know championships are low scoring, but Wilmington plays bad D four days and four nights. You would think the D is going to be pretty shaky. What kind of world is this? And I can't get a number immediately for this. <laughs> I want it now. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. And I'm Hey, wait a second. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Come on, Jerry. It's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lock. No. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Ramsey. Man, there's a lot of stuff to get to uh, tonight. We got college basketball. Ash Barty. Uh, Ash Barty, one of the, uh, the, she is the number one female tennis player in the world uh, right now. At least she was. Um, of course, she just, she's, you know, she just won. Uh, she won Wimbledon. She won the Australian Open. Twenty-five years old. She's retired. She quit. She said she's had enough of tennis and uh, she wants to be known as Ash Barty, the person, not Ash Barty, the, the athlete. And uh, we'll get into that a little bit later on. And a lot of people will be thinking, man, you're only 25, you're making millions of dollars a year, you're playing tennis, why would you stop and all that? Because that tennis tour is a real grind. It's like playing in that CBI tournament, Steve. <laughs> Steve Merrill, <laughs> these kids, it's a real grind. All right, we got another game? Yeah, another one tomorrow, guys. It's four, four. Uh, I'm trying to get a number up here. Let's see if I can get a point spread up. 
I'm sure the odds makers, it's not their number one priority, getting us an overnight yeah, I, number. I, you know, that game just finished a few hours ago. I don't think we'll see numbers <laughs> until the morning, most likely. But you never know. FanDuel's pretty bold. If anyone will put one up first, it'll be FanDuel. But I haven't I'm, seen uh, I'm looking. I'm looking right now. They've got everything except that. No CBI. You're yeah. right. They, they won't let us down. They won't let us down. Tomorrow, some quick NIT, Steve, before we go to the Sweet 16. Uh, Texas A&M Aggies. Aggies, and I'll tell you what, if you look tonight, Steve, I don't know if you followed the NIT, but I, I did. I watched both games. Bro, they both came down to like, like one of them was a one-point game, and the other one, what was the final of the other one? A two-point game? I think it was two. What was the Xavier final? I was watching. It was They could have won at the buzzer. Like what yeah, they Vanderbilt won by tossed two. The show. Yeah, two, yeah, two and one. Virginia blows a four-point lead with 20 seconds at home and loses outright. That kind of sums up how that season went for the Cavaliers. Wow, I, I was on them, Steve. On so the was I. Line. It, was, it was brutal. It was pathetic, bro. They were up by Steve. They were up by five, like you said. It was fifty to forty-five, Steve, with like eighteen seconds left or something, man. I know. Good, good I, team at and, 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 and it was a horrible call at the end of the game that put St. Bonaventure on the line. Like, like it was no reason for it. It's like the kid went up, he missed. Whatever was going to happen was going to. Was yeah, there was contact. There was two seconds left in a championship caliber game. Like what the hell? Like yeah, there's going to be contact. It was a garbage call, man. But I, my whole point was, sorry, Steve, to bring it up. I feel your pain. The only thing to save me is I did bet the in game over 100.5. So I needed nice. to hit 101, and they got to 103. But uh, I just bring it up because uh, the NIT action on Wednesday, Steve. Uh, very, you know, they're short point spreads, but they could come into play. Well, and the other thing, too, you got to start looking at, with not only with the short point spreads, but also with these elimination games, is maybe the better free-throw shooting team, right? And that's where totals get so tricky. We talked about it last Friday on, you know, in-game live, is that the first half line is like 9 to 10 points lower than the second half over underline because these teams just don't, you know, they, you know, they don't just concede down by 5 or 6 when it's the last game of the season. And um, it, it makes handicapping both the sides and totals very tricky in these type of games. You look at these games tomorrow night, the, uh, the A&M line is like 146 and a half, 69. So it's about seven points lower for the first half. Um, the yeah. Washington State-BYU game is about um, also, I think, about seven to eight points lower for the first half. And you know, that just makes sense. It really does. I've always been a big proponent of it, Steve. Conference tournaments, NCAA tournament, and these tournaments, it really is their last game. These, the, they really do foul at the end. Like, you know, I, mean, I find coaches don't anymore as much in a regular season because the schedule is a big grind and they'll tap out a little quicker. But in, in these tournaments, there's a desperation. Teams will, you know, suddenly there'll be a little rush of buckets with seven minutes left in the game because, you know, they, there's a sense of urgency and panic uh, kick in. But let's get into the uh, let's get into the tournament games uh, here, Steve. What do you think of these numbers here right now? If anything's a little bit off, in your opinion, uh, Arkansas and uh, Gonzaga, Gonzaga minus nine and a half total, one fifty five in that game. Uh, pretty high total here. Yeah, I expect them to get after it as well, Steve. We just saw Memphis and and Gonzaga. I sort of see a similar style matchup. But what do you think of the total at one fifty five here? Both teams like to play fast. Gonzaga loves to play that way, and they do it as well, if not better than anybody in the country. So I think it's a bad matchup for Arkansas. You know, the type of team that can give Gonzaga trouble, we saw that with St. Mary's a few weeks yeah. ago, you know, slow down half-court team. Arkansas just doesn't play that way. So whenever you get two teams playing the same way, I think the better team wins and covers. Now, obviously, Gonzaga's had some trouble pulling away in the tournament so far, but I think this is a favorable matchup for him. 
I agree. I think at some point they're going to dial it up a notch and reality kicks in for Arkansas. I like this Arkansas team, but uh, Jalen Williams, uh, Jalen Williams, I bet on his props. He's like the only big man they have. Like they, Arkansas are a little bit undersized coming in here against Gonzaga. Michigan, Steve, you know I'm a Michigan fan, but I don't, I don't bet with my heart. Um, I, you know, I know this team pretty well, and I expected them to, to, to beat Colorado State, and I expected them to beat t- Tennessee after what I saw. It was kind of a play against the Vols as well, Steve, in which you know the Volunteers rely on the three. You and I talk about it. You live and die with the three. You know what I mean? When you're off and you don't hit them, you're in trouble. And Michigan just keep feeding. You know, they feed the ball inside to Dickinson. This is going to be a great basketball game, Steve, between two older teams. Michigan have some young guys on the team, but they also have Hunter Dickinson. They also have Eli Brooks. You've got Gillespie, who's been around forever for Villanova. Jay Wright versus Juwan Howards. This is a big-time fun basketball game, Steve, that I think whoever wins, whatever, it's going to come down to the wire, bro. I don't think either team distanced themselves in this game. Do you? No, I mean, this is not your typical, what is it, a 2 game, right? I mean, Michigan is dangerous. They came into the season, I think they were top four in the nation back yes. in November, yeah. so that would have been a one seed. You know, they, they were penciled in to be a higher seed than Villanova. And Steve, I told to people that. Yeah, sorry, so I was just going to say that. I told people because people laughed on Tennessee. I said, guys, look at the recruits. Look at the before the year. Who had a better recruiting class? Who was ranked? You know what I mean, Steve? Like, it's not like Michigan or some, like, Cinderella or something. They've got a, bun- a bunch of blue-chip players on that team. Plus, we see teams do this every year. You know, teams that barely get in the tournament make a run. And we always talk about those play-in teams. And, by the way, Notre Dame, you know, nobody advanced this year. But Notre Dame went 2-0 against the spread last week in the round of 64-32 and 32 <laughs> after winning a double overtime, right? So you still made money back. And, um, um, but you kind of feel like Michigan was that team this year as well. I know they weren't in the play-in seat, but they were still a bubble team. They got an 11 seed. A lot of people weren't even sure they were going to make the tournament. And everyone knows they're dangerous. They've been very inconsistent. You know, they had they'd alternated wins and losses since early February until that Tennessee win. That's only the they were 0 and 5 yeah. ATS and straight up after the other five wins. So we'll see if they can string something together. Here again, I think it's not a great matchup because Villanova plays extremely slow. You and I have talked about this. You know, Michigan. One of the mistakes they made this year was not playing faster, and they've started to play faster and they started to play better. When Martelli took over those last five regular season games when Howard was suspended, they played above their seasonal pace rating in all five of those games, and they've done so every game of the tournaments as well, Gabe. So, like, the last eight straight, they played faster than average, but I think Villanova is going to slow it down and maybe kind of mess them up a little bit in this one. Yeah, it's funny because Rick Barnes said during the game that he was comfortable with the style because they said, are you surprised Michigan's running like this on you? And he said, oh, we're more than happy that they're doing this. I thought, all right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. You know, be careful what you wish for. And you're right. And I, you're bang on, Steve. I said the same thing. I said, this is a tougher matchup for Michigan and Villanova uh, in, in Tennessee that the Tennessee was. Tennessee make mistakes. They're raw. They're, they play fast. They're erratic. Uh, they shoot a lot of threes. Villanova is systematic. And Michigan turned the ball over a lot, Steve. Right? So if you're playing faster and stuff and you spread the court out, it's going to eliminate some of the mistakes that you're going to make. Like, Michigan have had a hard time scoring in a half court, trying to pass the ball through a good defense in the paint and stuff, Steve. You know what I mean? Like, they, they it's not all the time, but it's been a problem for them. You're right. But to me, like I said, to me, this is just going to be one of these battles, bro, that someone's going to win by two or three. It's going to come down to maybe free throws as far as the point spread is concerned at the end. I think that I'm, I'm fascinated the fact that Texas Tech is favored against Duke, Steve. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was a little surprised by that. You know, I think obviously here again, the matchup favors Texas Tech. Very slow down half-court defensive team. You know, that's not the way Duke plays best. But um, when that line came out Monday when I was doing the show with Teddy, actually, I was surprised as well to see them as a one-point favorite um, as the lower seed also. But keep in mind, other than that cover against Michigan State this past weekend, Duke had gone 9-2 and two straight up, 3-8 and eight ATS. So they're now... 10-2 and two straight up, 4-8 and eight ATS. So you've been paying a tax, a premium to back Duke for weeks now. Yeah. Um, that's why now I, you're not. That's also now, you just got, now, now you just need to win exactly. the game. Yeah, that's why I was a little surprised to see them not favored. Yeah, you figured Duke minus 2.5-3 type thing. The Coach K baked into the cake, but I guess not. And they get Gonzaga rematch, a Gonzaga rematch on Saturday. I mean, it almost feels like that has to happen. I don't. I know. I told people, you know, that Michigan State versus Duke is happening. <laughs> I did my practice. I was like, I man, agree. it's Izzo versus Coach K. Come on, they set that up. Um, they wanted that. Um, I like. Uh, I like Miami, Steve, against Iowa State. You want to talk about a team that's just playing sort of like Michigan? Yeah. Except I'd say Miami really would be more dynamic. Like, man, Charlie Moore is a great point guard. Uh, the uh, the McGusty kid is is a talent man. His kid can score and's got skill in the paint and moves and spin moves and can hit a shot for you. Uh, Isaiah Wong went off the other night for them. Larinaga is a good tournament coach. Has had success and gone on these runs before. They get a nice matchup against Iowa State, another team that was sort of under under whatever you know. Uh, or heavily criticized, right? And people thought, oh, Iowa State and all this. And here they are playing still. But I think it's the end of the line for the Cyclones here. I like the Canes here in this game. Yeah, you're not the only one. The early money's like the Canes as well. They opened as a one-point dog in some spots. Now they're a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, I think the Laranega factor is a legitimate one. He, of course, took George Mason to the Final Four about 15, 17 years ago, made that remarkable run for Northern Virginia. Um, and there is something to coaches in the postseason. You know, and in hindsight, what a mismatch that probably was against Bruce Pearl and Auburn, right? And so, you know, it worked for him in the other game. We'll see if it works again. Steve Merrill, wagertalk.com, Pro Sports Info. Always a pleasure, Steve. Thanks for the time. Thanks, Gabe. The Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. Vent your rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Don't ruin your appetites. I'm buying lunch for everybody on me. What's the occasion? I'm rich. I won my bets on the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and I chunked it all on a hockey game, and I won that. All right, all right. How much did you win? 116 bucks. What a windfall. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel tingly. Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Ranci. Thanks to Steve Merrill for kicking it with us. Chris Monter will join us. Andrew McCannis will as well. We got a full house here to save me a lot of stuff uh, to get to. Um, college basketball, really fun uh, tonight. We got more games uh, tomorrow, and we got the Sweet 16 
on Thursday. We got all kinds of craziness going on from the world of the UFC. Ash Barty has retired, and uh, Trey Young just continues to kill it. And if you tune in to Game Time Decisions tonight, we're on at 6 o'clock Eastern, Series XM Channel 159, and uh, now on all LG televisions as well. LG US, Channel 469. So it's, you know what? So we're 159 here. We're Channel 469 now on LG televisions. LG. And I tell you what, we do very well on the Samsung television, the smart TV, this stuff big time right now. It's the uh, the wave of the future, smart televisions. You got all these, you get hundreds of channels for free and all this, you know. Um, so we're on LG right now, LG channel 469 as well. But if you tuned in, uh, we talked about Trey Young, and I said, listen, uh, every time Trey Young goes to Madison Square Garden, he kills these guys. I think he averages like 34 points a game there. And uh, he went off again tonight. So uh, Trey Young has scored 30-plus points in his last four games at MSG, including last year's playoff series. That's tied for the second-longest 30-point streak by a visiting player at Madison Square Garden since the current arena opened in 1968. The only person that has scored 30 or more points um, five straight times in a row at Madison Square Garden as a visiting player Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Now listen, anytime that you are referenced in the same sentence with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, that's a good thing. And that's a pretty big time thing. That's some serious stuff right there. And the thing about Trey Young is too, and you know, my bad, I got caught up in the college basketball. I've been really in a college basketball mode right now. You know, NBA's around the corner. I'll get back into the NBA, but we're betting all this. Uh, you know, we, we did very well tonight with the NIT, the CBI, and TBC and all this stuff. Uh, but with Trey Young, they keep setting the number, his player prop, around 27 and a half or so, 28 and a half. It, it varies in that range. And tonight I thought it was kind of light at 27 and a half when you consider what he does to the Knicks all the time. But you can hit this guy's in-game, and he's not the only one. He's not. Scotty Barnes has been good for this like a couple of times. For Scotty Barnes, it's like you know, it's like fifteen and a half. He's got like fourteen at the half, and they only make it like nineteen and stuff. And he gets to twenty-five. The the in-game player prop is an interesting market that not everybody plays and is aware of. Or you know what I mean? You got to be a player prop player. But the, you know, don't be shy about that. And the thing with Trey Young is. They, you know, and nobody else really scores. Bogdanovich dropped 32 tonight on the Hawks, but nobody steps up on this team, right? That's why they're not very good, right? Like, Trey Young is doing his thing. Uh, so, Trey Young dropped 45 tonight, and it was 27 as props. So, uh, you see what I'm saying? Like, he, he went, he clearly went over his number. We got lucky. I don't know, lucky, but whatever. Sometimes you're unlucky. But we had Jordan Poole tonight over 22.5 points. Golden State out of Orlando, no Steph Curry. Poole had five points at the half, but he ended up with 24. We won the bet. I kind of gave up on it. I wasn't even tracking anymore. I was like, oh, we're not going to win. He's only got five points. And he ended up with 24. So we'll take it when it's all said and done. But as far as Trey Young is concerned, everybody said it. Everybody, everybody said it at the time about, oh, this is a big mistake. This is a big mistake. You got to be taking Luka Doncic. Right, and at least people that follow basketball, and I'm a degenerate that actually bet. I happen to like watch Luca. I'm not like I'm not telling you I've seen every player ever coming in the NBA because I'd be lying to you. But the t when Luca was playing in the Euro League, I was betting on it all the time. 
I was in one of my international phases, and I was watching it. I watched the finals that he was in and stuff, and he won the MVP. So I knew. I was like, this kid's amazing, and he's playing. He just played with men in Europe and stuff, and he's going to be awesome. And I saw Trey Young. We saw what Trey Young did in, in, in the tournament and in college and stuff and a three-point shooter, but he's kind of skinny. And, and you're like, man, Luka Doncic's a generational player, right? And you're going with Trey Young here. Because you don't want to take the European guy, you know. I don't know. Like there was, I don't know, like what their their thought process was at the time about why they wanted to get Trey Young instead of Luca. But I ask this now, and I say this as someone that thinks Luca is amazing. But is he better than Trey Young? You can say, well, yeah, because. I don't know. Luca's got this Magic Johnson thing about him. You know what I mean? He can do like a crazy no look pass, and he can. You know what I mean? There's stuff that he can do that you're like, oh wow, and you're like, man, this kid's only 23 or whatever. And, you know, at the time 22, and you know what I mean? You're like, holy, like you know, like, listen, I've been watching basketball a long time. Sometimes I watch Luca, and I'm like, this guy's one of the best players I've ever seen. Like you know what I mean? Like you, he has that sort of talent when you watch him, but. Let's look at, you know what I mean? All we really have in sports are numbers. And there's more, you know, there's more to life than numbers, and there's more, there's more, there's between the numbers and stuff. But Luka Doncic doesn't get back on D. Luka Doncic complains to the referee all the time. Luka Doncic was out of shape to start the season. You know what I mean? Luka gets away with a lot of stuff, like, that people don't call him out for because he's so great. And, hell, even his own team called him out earlier this year. They said, hey, man, you got to get in shape. Kid told him, you're not in shape, bro. You know what I mean? Like, you got to be in better shape if you want to be a superstar. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff. You look at Trey Young. I mean, what more can Trey Young really do? The guy's averaging 27.9 points per game. And so, you know, if you ask me right now, who do I want? You know, we're redrafting right now. Do I want Trey Young or do I want Luka Doncic? I'm taking Luka Doncic. All right? Yeah, you know how many points per game Luka Doncic averages? 27.9. <laughs> you see this, Matthias? They average exactly the same amount of points. I think it's everything else, though. You know, I think it's the rebounds. I think it's his tenacity down low. His outside shooting, that gets streaky from time to time. He can literally yeah, what take is a he? game over on his own. Yeah, but what, what, Trey Young can't take a game over on his own? No, I think I think Trey Young could shoot his way into a game, but uh, you know when it comes to yeah, yeah, but know, so no, no, but they they have and getting in the paint. Yeah, you know, but they have to the say falling. Luca could get in. Luca could actually get in the paint and create some inside game. If Trey Young's shot isn't falling, that's his day. You know, it's his shot or nothing. Yeah, yeah, but Matthias, they average the exact same amount of points, so you can't say one of them is better. If we're talking about being a scorer here. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. Luka Doncic is a better passer than Trey Young. Trey Young doesn't have the assists, right? He doesn't have the assists. Yet, like I said, not everything is going to be comparable by the stat, but like I said, Luka Doncic, what are the, what are the Mavericks want with Luka? You know what I mean? Like, it's not like it's some, like, crazy, oh, you guys really screwed up and taking Trey Young instead of Luka Doncic at this point. Like I said, I like the Mavs. I think the Mavs are kind of a sleeper this year. I don't think people talk about him enough, actually, because I think what Dinwiddie has brought to the table um, for them, but I'm just stating. And listen, like I said, I would take Doncic over Trey Young now if I was redrafting still. But as Trey Young himself stated, make sure 
make sure the apologies are as loud as the criticism was when this pick happened. Because when it happened, including myself, we all laughed and mocked Atlanta and called Trey Young out, said, oh, come on, man. Are you guys nuts? You just took Trey Young instead of Luka Doncic? And well, 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 here we are right now. Trey Young drops 40-plus a night all the time. Right? He's dropping 45 a night. The only thing I will say, it seems, and I don't know, I don't know if it's like, um, I guess it's just sort of the, the, the current culture of the NBA, but there is something to it as well that so many offensive records are getting broken all the time now. We talked about this on Game Time Decisions the other night, that in the NBA now at this time of the year, you got to be betting the overs of these games where teams aren't playing for anything. Like, seriously. And let's take a look at the overnight right now, and I'll tell you just boom, 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 boom. All right? And it's got to be a million games tomorrow in the NBA because it was a light night uh, tonight. So games that like, so here, here we go. Sacramento and Indiana. Sacramento and Indiana. Neither team is playing for absolutely anything. Right? There's like two weeks left in the regular season of the NBA. Both these teams hate their lives. They hate their season. If you're on the Sacramento Kings, there's nothing positive about being in Indianapolis. Right? There's no strip club. There's no nothing. What are you doing? You're sitting in your hotel and, you know, you want to play the game and you're just thinking about, well, there's two more weeks left of this crap before I'm done. Right? This sucks. We lose every night. Uh, but what are you playing for then? You're playing for yourself. You're playing for stats. And if you, you know, you put up bigger numbers, you make more money. That's the way sports work. So there's there's a big time sort of wink wink type agreement, right, with these teams that go on the court. It's like, listen, dude, like you make more money if you score 24 points tonight. I make more money if I score 24 points tonight. I ain't gonna get in your way if you don't get in my way. And I'm not saying, you know what I mean, it's just that sort of half-ass defense type stuff. And what's the coach going to do? If you're the coach of the Pacers at this time of the year, what are you going to do? Like, what, what, you just want to get out of there yourself. So you're like, whatever, guys. Go out there and try to make your money and put you know, fire away. Right? And that's, you know, especially with teams, like I said, teams that aren't playing for anything. You see it in the National Hockey League as well. Teams that aren't playing for anything in the NHL, they're always going over the number because they don't care. I'm not saying they don't want to win. There's a big difference, right? The players want to win because they want, you know, they if they score more, they make more money. So, you know, so I'm not saying they don't want to win, but the style of the way that they will win will be different, right? They're not going to go out to, oh, we're going to grind. Let's go. <laughs> like, like, they, like, imagine, like, if you even tried that crap, like, before the game, telling the, the players this, like, before the game. I want you to go out there and grind and fight for every inch. Like, imagine telling the, the Pacers this. It's like, coach, we're... 18 games under 500. This is like, it's torture. None of us even want to be on this team. And, you know, we're just pissed we didn't get traded at the deadline. <laughs> it's like Kyle Turley said, like, said, what's it like on an 0-12 football team? For who and for what? That's what he said. Atlanta play again against Detroit tomorrow. Golden State, Miami. Brooklyn and Memphis is a good game. Kyrie is able to play in this. And this New York thing is getting interesting right now. And for everything comes back to betting and what we do here, and I'm telling you right now, like the New York teams are already overvalued as it is. What are they, both 91 and a half? Dude, the Mets set their spring training complex on fire a couple of years ago on the 4th of July. 
Their general manager got arrested for drunk driving coming home from the owner's mansion. Um, their manager got accused of sexually harassing a female media member. Media member. Uh, you, uh, we want to go on with the Mets? Jacob deGrom gets hurt if he gets bit by a mosquito, and he's on the DL. Uh, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, we can go on about the Mets. Like, nothing ever works for the Mets. Nothing. They're the Mets. Even Met fans know this. The Yankees are overrated, and oh yeah, and they're not going to be able to play if they're unvaxxed. So you got to take the unders before the numbers come down. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Level one. Quickest 180 minutes of sports talk radio. I'm Renzi. Talking about Trey Young. Trey Young is the sixth player in NBA history with 25 40-point games before turning 24. Joining Rick Barry, Wilt Chamberlain, Bob McAdoo, Michael Jordan, LeBron James. He said, I don't see uh, Luka Doncic on the list. And as I stated, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not going after Luka. I'm a big Luka fan. I think he's amazing. And like I said, I think the Dallas Mavericks actually have a chance. I've never believed the Mavericks really have had a chance in the past. They didn't have the right chemistry. They just didn't have the right sort of lineup. I still think they don't have enough to win the title, but they'll be a tough out in the playoffs. The what, man? The NBA playoffs. We, you know, if you're into basketball, this March Madness has been pretty good. All right, like it's been a good tournament compared to some tournaments. It's been this been a high level tournament. Very good. Some very good teams still left. Uh, it's been fun basketball. Close basketball. It's not all great basketball, but you know, what I mean, for the most part, it's been very good. And you can't always say that, right? People, oh, March Madness, this, like, yeah, whatever. The games suck, okay? Uh, but, no, the, the games have been pretty good. But the NBA playoffs are going to be amazing. The play-in tournament's going to be sick. Like, it's everything about the NBA playoffs, so competitive this year. So, so, so competitive. And I, like I said, I think Dallas are going to be a, a tough team to deal with. But, man, man there's, there's a lot of tough teams to deal with in the East and West. Minnesota. Minnesota being one of them. I tell you what, T-Wolves. T-Wolves are an interesting and fun basketball team. Let's see, Andrew McCannis will step up and in. We'll get into uh, some NHL hockey with McCannis. We'll see who he likes in the Sweet 16 as well. Shout out to my boy, Anakin Slade. Responded my tweet. Yeah, the Toronto Maple Leafs, for whatever reason, let Justin Bieber design like a Leaf jersey for them. And as you would expect, it's like his music. It sucks. The late night anger management class continues. It's terrible. Bring it. <laughs> <laughs> 